Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Hello, folks. This is Swatha Nanda Kumar. I am ACB's advocacy and outreach, and outreach specialist. Um, so tonight we will be talking about the fourth and imperative for the 2024 let's let's just seminar. Let's live seminar. Um so this Lester imperative is not a new one. This has been an imperative of ACB for, I think it's been three years now, since 22. So since I started here, it's been an imperative. Um, so this, this, this is the Medical Device Non-Visual Accessibility Act, or the, um, yes, or HR 13... 1328 or S3621, because this year we have a Senate, Senate companion to the once to um what was in the past a, a house only bill. So this bill introduced by Representative Jan Strakowski of Illinois and um, Senators Mike Braun of Indiana and Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire. Um, yes, this bill um, would it would um, kind of require the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, the Food and Drug Administration to consult the export export access board on um, standards for accessibility of med medical devices that are that are classified as FDA class two and class three devices. Um, so as we all know, medical devices like like um, blood pressure blood pressure monitors, blood pressure monitors, blood pressure monitors, blood pressure monitors, blood pressure monitors and glucose meters are not accessible to people who are blind or have low vision. And be because they have a screen weak it's oftentimes that we cannot access the screen or access the numbers being at ring, being being um shown because because they're not shown in a format the in a format that um is audio or has large print or any high contrast any contrast at all. So um what classroom class three medical devices are are um these devices that like heart rate monitors and glucose meters um are a level up and come with um more risks and are more invasive and if used improperly can cause you know adverse effects like you know just doesn't it's not it's not it's not good to it's not good for your health or for your body um so these devices it's it's necessary that we have access to these devices to use these devices um, safely and independently. Um, so this bill would require the FDA to um, promulgate standards for, for accessibility. So 
It requires things like audio output or um, tactile, tactile marking buttons um, or um, yeah. or high contrast and large print. So people who have vision or who don't have any vision at all can use them properly and use them safely, independently. Um, so as we know, we people who are blind, um, not people in any disability, they 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 are at risk for for, for more um comorbidities. So things like they are they are at risk for um you know lifestyles or um yeah. So and a diabetes is the leading cause of blindness for people working working age. So who work so um who are you know under 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 sixty five but are like still working. Or like of the age of working adults. So um, yeah. So this bill is is it's pretty important that we um get it passed and into law because we need these devices and we need to have uh, accessible, accessible access to our to manage our own health and our own um well being. So what this bill is, so this bill is not new. It's been um issued for for. For a couple of years now, um, but what's new is that it has a Senate, it has a Senate companion. So again, that's that's Senate Bill S three six two one, introduced by Maggie Haston New Hampshire and um, Mike Brown of Indiana. This bill is also bipartisan, so in the Senate and House. So that's pretty exciting. We um we love we love to see people people across the aisle. Um. So. Yeah. Um, when you meet member of Congress, um, please please let them know how you know how this would impact you or impact someone someone you know or someone you're close to. You know what it, what it mean to you to be able to, to be able to, to be able to manage your health to be able to um, control your health and, and manage for for symptoms and side effects and. Um, yeah, and what it would mean to you, both physically and mentally, to have this kind of freedom and independence that people, people, people who are not blind or people who um are able-bodied to have just by default. So, yes, um, I will take questions now. Any questions? Sorry, I was muted. No hands are up right now. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Um, so, does anyone want? To, okay, so, since we have time and since there's no questions, um, anyone want to come up, come up, come on stage? The figure come up, come come on stage and um, role play with me, or um, come. I'll be I'll be going to Congress and you be the advocate. Anyone do that? No hands right now. All right, I'll pick on somebody. Uh, Peter, maybe. Do you want to come, come try and advocate for the bill? I'm sorry? Do you want to try and advocate? Uh, um, try, try to answer. I'm sorry. Um, like, what... I asked for um, somebody who wants to come up and try a Hill meeting or. Yes. Okay. 
that that um, I mean, I I happen to be diabetic and um, really wrestle with um, meters and the glucometers and um, have not found a satisfactory um, device that allows me to do my own checking. I find it difficult to um, um, to to both. Uh, Locate, have the uh, uh, location for the blood, and um, and then get the meter to read. And uh, um, I'm further I further complicate the issue because I don't like stabbing my fingers for getting the blood out because I'm a piano tuner and I have my hands inside of dirty pianos all the time, and I tend to get infections in my fingertips. So. Um, there are other devices that are out there that allow sighted people to um, get their blood results um, quickly and easily, and uh, that's not something that I can do. And I, I firmly believe that I should be able to um, be in charge and care for my own uh, my own medical condition. But Peter, Does don't you help? have someone to run around help you out? <laughs> No. You live, you live alone? That, As a blind person? That, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have I have a sighted person that can help me. My my uh, spouse can help me with it, but that it still does not allow me to, to be able to um, easily... Uh, check my blood sugars when I I want to. I have to wait for other people to be able to get there. Mm, so in equity, okay. It's a matter of equal, equal, equal access to equal treatment. Yeah. Well, I will take it back to my boss, and I will see what, what they say about this bill, but I think you make your case on why, you should, why this bill should be, a, should be law. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Yeah, I do like your story. Yeah, just make sure you um, push that story out when you're talking to your um, member of Congress. Like, personal, personal story, great. Um, you know, the members, they really do like, you know, hearing about how the issue affects their, their um, voters. And essentially, they work, they work for you. So if, if, if it's a big enough issue for you and... Um, your community, then they, then, then the odds are will listen more. So, thank you. Anybody else want to try? Any questions? No hands are up. Just a sec. I see a hand. Oh, now Peter's. Wait a minute. Yeah, Peter. Um, I'm, I have a question that uh, this is the third year that we've been working on this. And um, so are, are we seeing any real movement in you know, the House and the, um, and the Senate? I mean, I know um, that my representative is one of the, the co-signers for the bill. And, um, and one of my state senators is also 
um, one of the sponsors in, in the Senate, but that um, I'm I'm not seeing any real movement in um, in in how the, in the bills coming forward. So um, can can you give me any more positive uh, hope for these bills? Because I I really do feel that they're important. Yeah, of course. Um, so this year, the first year we had a Senate bill. So, and also by bipartisan, 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 bipartisan. It's one of the only imperatives, imperatives, imperatives this year that is fully bipartisan in both the House and Senate. So there are Republicans, there are both Democrats and Republicans, and Republicans um, on a both sides, both chambers that are co-sponsors and that support support this bill. So that I think really helps with momentum really and really helps with um getting getting it noticed and getting it um because the more no the more notice we get the more um, momentum we build just makes it stronger and makes it um you know easier to get makes 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 that makes it easy, easier to pass easier to um get anywhere because they see it and realize how big an issue is um and another thing is that um, sometimes bills don't always take like they, and they take they can take years to get to get to get passed. Um, just like reader, just it just takes um, more an like, iterative, iterative it's an iterative process, iterative process, iterative process, iterative process. So it just takes time, and um, also this can, if I mean this can also inspire action by um, the. Federal, federal government, federal government, federal government, federal, gov federal government agencies. Um, so I mean, we we see with the web with the web with the web the web bill, the web bill, the web bill, that um, you know, we have we this that that bill has inspired um the DOJ to um put out rules. So again, we can attack from all fronts, but the legislation is. It's, it's, it's a slow and it's a slow process. So, politics is messy, but politics can, can work when it works. So, thank you. Of course. Anybody else want to, you know, role player want to um, ask ask question? No hands right now. Okay. Um, well, I um, so. Again, if you all have questions or want to talk to me and Claire, um, email us at advocacy at acb.org um, or you can call us at 202-467-5081 um, and keep advocating, guys. As always, keep advocating.